Welcome to Astrology Bites. This is your host, Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of Astrology for Real Life, a no BS guide for the astro curious. I'm also your host for this podcast series. If you're curious about astrology, you are definitely in the right place. This is episode 154 of Astrology Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on astrology. My goal is to make astrology feel simple, clear, fun, and totally applicable to your everyday life. All right, let's get into today's episode. Today we're talking about holistic astrology, and my special guest is Narayana Montefar, who is the author of Moon Signs, Unlock Your Inner Luminary Power. Welcome, Narayana. Thank you, Teresa. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited to talk to you today. Well, I'm excited to learn more about holistic astrology because holistic astrology is something I'm not really familiar with. And I think a lot of my audience, we want to know all about the different types of astrology because I think so many people think there's just one way to do it and there's not. So can you begin by telling me briefly, what is holistic astrology? What do you mean by that? Well, I guess... Um... I guess I must start by saying that there are many different branches of astrology, right? Um, natal astrology, horary astrology, medical astrology, mundane astrology, just many different kinds. Holistic is not seen as a branch or anything like that, but it is seen more like as a movement, right, in which we approach um the birth chart analysis or astrology from a healing perspective. Um, it's not so much about um, prediction or, you know, um, trying to figure out what's going to happen. It's more about approaching astrology in a way that is life-enhancing, positive, and um with wanting to co-create with the planets or the influences or the archetypes that astrology works with. Because um, sometimes uh, if we try to predict too many things or if we approach the planetary archetypes from a place of fear, um, one can't really, really enhance life in general. And so holistic astrology can be thought as like a way to manifest or co-create with the planets or the moon or archetypes in a way that's life enhancing, basically. You're right when you said about fear-based astrology. I think when people are told this is a fearful prediction, this, this terrible things are going to happen, well, sometimes when they're told good things too, they can become paralyzed where suddenly it's like, oh my gosh, I, I can't do anything because something may happen. And so holistic astrology, from what I'm understanding here, instead of coming from that perspective, it's really about giving you tools so that you're living your life with freedom and the ability to move it along in a better direction rather than just thinking everything's faded and you don't have a choice. Right. And also, I think that, yeah, for sure, you know, like if you say to someone, oh, you're having a Saturn transit and everything bad is going to happen, you know, well, one can never inspire the the client to to work with Saturn, you know, to 
to know that Saturn is requesting something specific from you um, and that that power is in you. You know, it is not necessarily external. It might manifest as something external, of course, but the truth is we all have the planets inside of us. We all have those archetypes, which is like one of the first things in existence, the archetypes, right? And so I also think that holistic astrology focuses on giving you back your power, you know, like um, you are the act the the main actor you are um in control of your life you know and so that's what holistic astrology tries to do just helping you take your power back instead of thinking why is this happening to me what did i do to deserve this it is more about um there's a period of adjustment or change and the way to approach it is from a positive, healing, holistic um, perspective. And then we can basically turn our lives around instead of seeing ourselves as like the victims or, um, you know, like hoping that something is going to turn our lives around. We are in that power. Even when you talk about the notes of the moon, you know, for example, the notes of destiny or the notes of fate, you're still in control of your life. And so that's how I approach astrology because um, I know, you know, I've turned my life around and I've helped other people do the same, but it never comes from a fear-based, it's more like, you know, we're, we're working together towards um, helping you reach your highest potential. So instead of being the victim, you become the hero in your own story. Absolutely. I Absolutely. love that. So is there a specific house system that you use for holistic astrology? Do you use Placidus or whole signs? What do you recommend? I mean, is there, or can you use whatever you want? Um, you can use whatever you want. I mean, from, from, from my studies, I, I have found that the whole, whole sign house system works a little more when you're a little better, when you're working with more predictive techniques or more ancient techniques. Um, I kind of use a combination because I don't like closing my mind to traditional or modern or psychological, you know what I mean? I, I, I have explored many different techniques and I have taken what I, what I like or what works for me. And I think that's for everybody. Um, I personally use um, the Placidus because my style is more psychological than predictive. Um, I have used whole sign houses in the past and I do use it if I use a technique that, you know, was written a long time ago, you know, but um, Placidus just works for me. I don't know. It just works for me. I, I'm not opposed to the other one. I'm not that kind of astrologer that just opposes or fights, you know, over rulerships and things like that. Um, I just think we're all complex and different and every single astrologer should, should use whatever they, they think works best for them. But um, for me, Placidus works better. I find Placidus for me works better as well. And also it's partially because I love those intercepted houses. 
I just really dig them. So I'm like, okay, well, Placidus is what I'm going to stick with because I dig that. So you know, you mentioned Saturn in the north and the nodes, and I know Saturn in the nodes. A lot of people think, oh my God, when there's a Saturn thing going on, this is something bad, or the nodes, oh my God, it's karma. Are those the only things you look at in a chart to find where there might be a wound that needs healing, or are there other things you might look at? Um, I mean, I always look at Saturn because it's just so important um, in astrology, right? Um, I always look at Saturn because some a lot of the times people come to me when they're having Saturn transits and it also just speaks a lot of like responsibility and karma, like the notes. I particularly love Chiron. <laughs> um, I love Chiron because it's in my journey, it's been um, very telling, you know, I have Chiron conjunct the ascendant. So um yeah, I have Karen conjunct the ascendant and um, I always see, not always, but a lot of the times I see it playing a very important role and it's sometimes it's difficult to approach, but I have found a way to, to talk about very intimate or difficult things in a way that is empowering. I just love Chiron. I, it just speaks to me. Um and I mean, it really depends, you know, if I see, for example, um, I, I see a lot of Venus issues as well. Uh, I'm Taurus rising, so I guess I attract people with Venus situations. Um, you know, if, if I see Venus kind of in a little bit of a tough situation, I've always guided my clients to work with work with the Venus archetype. If I see that there are a lot of feminine, you know, feminine energy issues. Um, and if it applies, I love bringing the asteroids. Because, ah. yeah, I love bringing the asteroids. I've done readings just on asteroids because some of my clients requested. Um, you know, if I see a lot of feminine healing, then I bring in the asteroids because they're feminine divine energy, you know. So um, I bring in the asteroids. It really depends. Um on, on, on the client's focus, but I love the nodes as well, because I have never done a reading in which the lunar nodes haven't felt deeply or just very telling or just kind of like mind blowing. You know, when I found my nodal opposition, I remember I was just so blown away. And so every time I bring the nodes, um, I, I feel like you speak to your client's higher, oldest soul, you know, like, um, and it always, they always resonate. So those are my, I would say those are my go-tos. Uh, obviously the sun and the moon and the rising are important, but when you want to go uh, deeper and just like capture um, that magic for the client, because that's what it is, right? You want to create magic for them, a moment of um, enlightenment. And so usually those are the, the planets and points that will create that between us. I agree. And I have to say, you know, I just finished up my nodal return and my Chiron return. And I will say during that time, I have experienced tremendous amount of healing and kind of reorienting my life's direction. 
So I know that those planets are super important because I pay attention to how they impact my life. Um, and so, yeah, Chiron, and Chiron, I think, is often overlooked. It needs more attention in your chart because Chiron says a lot about where there is a wound that really needs, again, that, that healing, that love, that extra energy into it so we can get out there and do our bigger work in the world. Yeah, you know what I always say, you know, the symbol of Chiron, you know, because I, I mean, astrology is a symbolic language and uh, the symbols say so much. I love it that Chiron is the key. And so that is like the unlocking, you know, potential potential that Chiron brings when you dare to go there. You know, it's not easy and it's not you know, it's not an easy task, you know, we have a tendency to think that um, exploring the wound is negative, but in my case, and in the case of my clients, that's when you start unlocking your power, you know, and, and just the fact that Chiron is sitting, you know, it's place in the solar system, it also gives him this just uniqueness, you know, in, in mythology as well. Um, and so, yes, you know, if I see an intense Chiron, I, I never do a reading without going there. <laughs> so cool. So one other thing I want to ask you, um, and then I want to talk about your book for a minute too. How might your environment, like how you grow up and your environment that you're in, how might that impact your astrology and how you're leaning into things or dealing with things or not dealing with things do you think your environment is just as important as your natal chart I mean is there anything about that that you'd like to talk about absolutely yeah thank you for bringing that up that's an amazing question I mean I think that there are three components right to your relationship to your birth chart so obviously the moment where you were born where you know because I've given readings to people who have been basically have the same natal chart <laughs> and they are completely different people. Right. Um, the environment is super important because it's not the same to be born in like, let's just say a rich family than a non-rich family or like, you know, or a nurturing parent with that non-nurturing parent. It's, totally it totally matters but I also think you can make uh, amazing things with your birth chart and I also know that you can make bad things with your birth chart right and so it's not just the birth chart and the environment but how you approach that birth chart you know it's it seems really interesting to me that a lot of the very successful entrepreneurs have a lot of squares in their chart for example right um because um, the squares create the tension that that person needs to want to make change, you know, to want to like do something about their situation. And so I don't see squares as negative. I see squares as like energy coming in. I guess that's also part of my holistic approach, like energy coming in to, um, to drive you, to light you up and, and, and want to do something about a certain situation. And so I think that's the three components, right? The birth chart, the environment, and the approach that you take towards both, right? 
I, I really love that. And I appreciate you talking about squares that way. My chart is nothing but squares that oftentimes astrologers will look at it. And they're like, oh, I'm like, oh, my God, it's not that bad. I, I'm doing fine, you know, because, again, we, we sometimes hear these really black and white things about astrology. And then we assume you're faded or this is difficult or you've got a hard chart or you've got a great chart. And I think that that really um, doesn't allow people to feel empowered when they approach it from that perspective. So what I'm hearing from you with the way you do holistic astrology, you're not looking at these so-called quote unquote negative things or wounds as a bad thing. You're looking at it as a, another place to go into and to work and to heal and to really find your power. Totally. And I think you and I share that. I have, I have so many squares <laughs> and, and not only that, like, because I, my, my, my big three are pretty intense. You know, when people ask me, Oh, what are your big three? And I say, well, I'm Taurus rising, Scorpio sun, Leo moon. Literally everyone goes, Oh, you're intense. All you know? fixed. Yes. And I just say, yeah, I'm intense, you know, and like in that intensity is where my, where my gift, you know, shows or comes through, you know, I mean, just the Scorpio alone, you know, cause it's like the most hated sign. I'm like, whatever. I love being a Scorpio. Of course it has meant trauma. And of course it has meant a lot, like constantly evolving and working on myself. But, um, that's what has given me my, you know, my areas of improvement. And I have seen pretty easy charts. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I've, I have seen pretty easy charts, but, you know, there's just not a lot for those people to work through. And that's okay. You know, we're in, we're all in different paths. And that's also why I love holistic astrology, because like it, it, helps you understand your uniqueness, you know, mm -hmm. you don't compare yourself to other people's journeys or why, why do they have it easier? You know, all those whys it's like, you know, if you have it easier, you have it easy. If, if you have it more difficult, you, you are given the, the opportunity to really rise above and just embrace how unique you are. And so that's why I love astrology because it's like, we're so unique and we're all in a different wave of evolution, you know, and the more we understand that, because I think that society tells us, oh, you have to do these things a certain way and get married at a certain time and get the job and the house and the dog. And then this, you know, uh, astrology, as you know, doesn't say that. I mean, we know that's not how it works, you know, or how if you're like reach a certain age, your life is over. That's not at all what happens, right? And so that's why I love that approach because it it, it, it allows for people to realize that it's just a constant um, evolution for us. Right on. And also one thing I want to add, two things. Number one, I've seen people also who have quote-unquote easy charts. And sometimes I find that those people then go looking for trouble because things are easy. They come easier and they end up with more challenges that they create because they need that tension just like people who have difficult charts we already got it built into our chart we know we've got to like go deal with stuff but sometimes easy charts 
you'll go find trouble. And the other thing I want to say is Scorpios are amazing. They get a bum rap of the Zodiac. I've got a moon in Scorpio. I'm super intense too. And some people freak out about that. You know, everybody hears the moon in Scorpios, the worst moon. And I'm like, what? It makes you psychic. What's not great about that? I mean, it's awesome. It's a, it's a, gives you a bull, a bullshit detector. So I tend to look at Scorpio with very favorable eyes because I think Scorpio needs to be uh, recognized as one of the best signs. I said, next lifetime, I'm going to be a Scorpio because they're cool. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to be a Scorpio? They're sexy. They're psychic. They're intense. That sounds pretty good to me. So just have to say that for you, Scorpio folks who might be listening <laughs> and for you. So, yes. you know, <laughs> speaking of moon, I mentioned my moon is in Scorpio. Let's talk about your moon book. So you wrote this book. Um, it's published on Hardy Grant, and it's called, again, I mentioned before, Moon Signs, Unlock Your Inner Luminary Power. I'd love it if you would tell me what got you writing this book. What do people need to know about this book? Tell us a story. Sure. Thank you. Yes. Um, this book is designed, right? Um, and that was a total evolution. You know, I, I didn't have the formula all figured out, you know, like people thought. Um, but I designed it to be um, kind of like a best friend, you know. Um, obviously, it is designed to um, discover the gifts of the moon, right? One of the reasons why. Uh, I wrote it that way, regardless of wherever is your moon in any sign or any house. Um, of course, there are strengths and weaknesses and all of that, but I designed it to um, give people night vision, which is like something that I feel is needed, you know, because in our in a patriarchal society, in a society that says that crying is bad or or too too many feelings or all of that the moon has been hidden you know and 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 the moon is divine feminine energy and so um this moon is designed to help you develop your night vision because it's not all in the sun you know as you know it's like it's the luminaries it's the yin yang the 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 light and the dark. And so this moon is designed to help you develop that. Um, so you can, um, so you can move through darkness, uh, with empowerment because that's what it is. And I don't mean darkness in a bad connotation. I mean, darkness in like in the night, <laughs> you know, like it's not just your solar daytime. It is, I mean, the moon is like your, subconscious your your private moments how you behave when it's in, in you know behind closed doors how you really are right because you can be very like oh this is me and like very solar you know very this is me but the truth is when you really know someone is when you know their moon sign and so this book is this is designed to do that and it, it also has very practical ways on how to harness that power. Uh, I really wanted it to be practical, you know, I mean, I love esoteric and I love all that as a double Scorpio, I'm like into that, but I wanted to give people something very easy and, and, and um, easy to absorb. And, um, 
I also, the last chapter of the book, actually, which is the progressed moon, which is a little bit more um, advanced. I, I just, I just love that part because like, <clears throat> as you know, we don't only just have one chart. We're not static beings. We're constantly evolving and, and um, accumulating life experiences and um, the moon moves. <laughs> and that's for me, that's when astrology became, whoa, mind blowing. When I, when I started studying the progress chart, Aka evolved chart or however, you know, some people call it that way. Um, and so the, the last chapter of this book is designed to help you know where is your progressed moon because it moves so fast. You know, you, you get to experience every moon sign in your life. And a lot of people don't know that. And um, your moon, your, your progressed moon, I mean, of course, the natal moon will always stay as, you know, as the core and the DNA, but as the moon changes and, and, and triggers the rest of the planets in your birth chart, that's when all the life changes and the emotional upsets and, and changes of heart and just um, that's when they appear and that's the progressed moon. And so this book is designed um, you plug in, you know, you go to my website and you plug in your date of your date of birth and on your time of birth, and it will tell you your natal and progressed moon sign and house. So you can always keep track of it, you know, um, as time passes and all that. That's my main goal that this book serves uh, people as a companion, as an emotional, intimate companion as you track your evolution. Uh, because I, I I never do a reading without seeing the progress moon because then I can't tell where my client is, you know. Um, and so, yes, I, I designed it to be kind of like an intimate friend. Uh, I'm hoping that it works that way. And yeah. Well, it's so accessible. And I wanted to say that I love the fact that you put in something here about progressed moons, because I also think they are super, super important. So I really enjoyed that part. And for people who are listening, the book is is very accessible. I mean, this is going to break it down for you so that you can understand your moon. Uh, there's also, like you said, X tools, so to speak, uh, on how to heal your moon, how to work with the strengths and the challenges that may be with your moon. But I really love that little progress moon section in the back. So uh, anyhow, it's published on Hardy Grant. Where can people get a copy of your book? Uh, where can they find it? Um, well, they can find it on Amazon. If they don't want to get Amazon, it's on, um, you know, Booktopia. It's on um Urban Outfitters. It's basically in a lot of different areas where you can find books. But um, yeah, I think it's been doing really well. It's been uh, featured in so many magazines like Oprah Daily, Refine29, Women's Health, Astrology.com. I don't even know at this point, but it's 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 been it's been out. And um, yeah, I'm just really happy. It's my first book. I. I'm hoping that uh, I write another book. Um, and you know, it's really funny. Everything works out just so perfectly, right? When I finished that book, I was having my progressed moon opposition. Wow. 
Uh-huh. Yeah, because I'm a Leo moon and my progress moon was in Aquarius and things were intense. You know, I remember writing the last things were intense in my life, like in my in my emotional life. I remember writing the last section crying and I was like, this is so fitting. <laughs> this is literally so fitting. Like, this is crazy, you know. Um, but yeah. Well, I think it's a great book. Again, it's very accessible. It's beautiful. So if you are listening, you're definitely going to want to add this to your astrology library. And also don't forget, people, um, that you can ask your local bookstores, your local indie stores, your local metaphysical stores to carry the book. Sometimes you have to let them know, hey, keep this book in your store so that they know about it. So make sure that you do uh, reach out and let them know. Well, Narayana, this has been such a great conversation. If people want to work with you also, where could, you mentioned about working with clients. Where can they find you? Where can they work with you? Yes. Um, well, my website is naramon.com, N-A-R-A-M-O-N. And um, I actually host Moon Circles every month. Uh, I created that product to give continuity to my work um and to keep honoring the moon since uh she has given me so much so um i host three three moon circles a, a month in which people can really begin working with the cycles of the moon um and i not only that like i always have um moon circles about planetary alignments like tonight i'm actually hosting a moon about the lunar notes <laughs> so um that's an option. I also do uh, readings, obviously, um, many different kinds of readings, depending on my client's needs. And I write horoscopes as well. And so I write for many different publications. Um, and so, yes, you know, I also release a lot of different content on my Instagram every month, uh, new moon, full moon horoscopes. Um, and I do a lot of IG lives. I'm not as many as you. I'm trying to get better. I, I actually admire your consistency. But um, yes, yeah, so on Instagram, I'm also about to release a, a weekly newsletter, including all the I because I'm featured in many different inner and websites. Um, so I'm about to release a weekly newsletter in which I will kind of like condense all the content, you know, my free Instagram content, my products, my readings, my horoscopes, and my interviews. And so, um, yeah, they can just sign up for my newsletter. It's free. Um, and I also released a 2022 manifestation guide that I feel like it's just starting to be really helpful right now with like no retrogrades and Jupiter and Pisces and all of that. And that's free. That's free for everybody that wants to work with astrology this year. And what's your Instagram handle? Naramon Art Astrology. Um, although I hate to say, as you know, I have impersonators. We all so, do, unfortunately. Oh, so aggravating. It's so annoying, but you know, it is what it is. It comes with visibility. So I'm just trying to make the best of it. But yeah, I'm just saying that just so people don't follow the fake accounts. <laughs> right. Oh, my God. It's been such a problem. But, you know, um, hopefully people are getting wiser. And so I think uh, and I think people are they're starting to see the light on that. And people, I hope you are going to 
get in touch with Narayana, follow her on Instagram, sign up for her newsletter, and definitely make sure you get the book. Narayana, thank you so much for making time to speak with me today about holistic astrology and about your book. I so appreciate you making the time for me. Oh, no, thank you for making the time for me. I had a blast and I totally admire your work and like, thank you so much. Well, thank you. All right, people, that's all for today's episode. So you know what you're going to do? You're going to first of all buy the book because you're going to want this again for your astrology library. And also, if you enjoyed this podcast, the other thing I'd like you to do is get on over to iTunes and leave a kind review because it helps new listeners discover the show. And of course, I want to thank you so much. And for more fun stuff, head over to my website, thetarolady.com. You'll find tons of resources about tarot and astrology, including my free monthly forecasts and horoscopes, and so much more. Again, that's thetarolady.com. I'll see you there. And remember, no matter what's going on in the cosmos today, ultimately, you are in charge of your life. You're in the driver's seat. If you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change the course. You're the boss, and you've got that power. Be kind to yourself and others and make smart decisions. I'll see you in the next episode.